It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell, and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time or 3 p.m. Pacific Time if you're listening on the West Coast, right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And today is Sunday, June the 30th. June is over already. I can't believe it. Um, time is flying. Wow. We're back live from beautiful Austin, Texas, and we have another great show in store for you this evening, as usual. And Art Mendoza, the Accomplice Entertainment producer of this program, is here to make the show run. And in a little while after the break, we'll be joined from Hollywood, California, by award-winning author, actor, four-time Ironman triathlete G. Brian Benson on his new book, Habits for Success, Inspired Ideas to Help You Soar. And later in the program, I'll give another sneak peek into my book, The Passionate Life. And this time I'm going to focus on following your passion to prevent burnout, especially if you're a caregiver. And then art, who's the producer of this program, will join us on this side of the mic and tell us about a new segment that we're going to be starting on this program. So um, so you can know what to look forward to in future shows. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me during the program, and I will read your questions on the air so that the guests can answer you. And my email address is Dr. Mara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A at drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L. And you can hear this program again if you miss pieces of it or you just want to listen again by going to my website and the link to the podcast is already there. But if you check in later tonight, then all of the website links that are discussed on the program will also be there, and it'll be updated later this evening. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes from now after, sorry, as soon as five minutes after the show, (laughs) not five minutes from now, it's live five minutes from now. So you can hear the podcast as soon as five minutes after the show by going directly to Blog Talk Radio. That's B-L-O-G talkradio.com slash your golden years. And for information from previous programs to listen to previous programs, um, going all the way back to five and a half years ago, since we started on Blog Talk Radio, and you can read the information from two years before that, 
all at my website, drmaracarpel.com. You can also read all of my podcasts, uh, read all of my blogs, sorry, all of my blogs from Huffington Post and Ariana Huffington Thrive Global.com. And you can watch videos of interviews that we've done live in the studio with guests that are here in Austin um, and more. You can learn about my book and listen to interviews where I've been interviewed on other radio shows, etc. all at my website, drmaricarpelt.com. And you can listen to all of the podcasts from Blog Talk Radio also on Blog talkradio.com slash your golden years and to find out what's happening in the future on future programs upcoming events whenever a podcast blog is posted you can follow me on facebook for up to the minute information so that's dr mara cartel your golden years on facebook all right And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City practicing here in Austin, Texas, and in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and caregivers and for the past few years have been evaluating veterans for PTSD and other service-connected conditions. And up until very recently, my I had worked part of the time. I had my office was part of the time in the wonderful Veterans Resource Center, Heroes Night Out, which is located in Cedar Park, Texas. And for information about this wonderful resource for veterans and for veterans' families, I recommend that you check out their website, heroesnightout.org. Do you want to contact me? Do you have a question that you want to ask me or some information that you think I should know about? Give me a call, 512-626-6973, or send me an email, drmara at drmaracarpel.com, or go to my website, drmaracarpel.com, and click on Contact. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-261-7909 or send them an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E at austin.rr.com. And his book is also available on Amazon. And this evening's program is also sponsored by Storyhouse. Storyhouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have Storyhouse over to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. Storyhouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, we're going to take a brief break to play some of our sponsors' commercials, but it's going to be very brief, so don't go anywhere, because when we come back, we'll be joined by our guest, 
who is in Hollywood, California. He's award-winning author, actor, and four-time Ironman triathlete, G. Brian Benson. And he'll be discussing his new book, Habits for Success, Inspired Ideas to Help You Soar. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Worry about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the facts. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on Blog Talk Radio and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us from Hollywood, California, we have award-winning author, actor, and four-time Ironman triathlete, G. Brian Benson, to talk about his wonderful book, Habits for Success, Inspired Ideas to Help You Soar. Welcome, Brian. How are you? Excuse me, Mara. How are you today? I'm great. You said it right the first time. <laughs> oh, 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 well, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Sunday. So, <laughs> so I just want to mention to you that there's a slight delay when we talk like this. So, uh, so it's good to have that in mind. All right. I'm Oops. so sorry. For some reason, we just we just got cut off there for a second, so I did not hear yeah, what you said. Yeah. If you said anything, I did. For some reason, my mic uh, my mic muted. I don't know why, but anyway, I just said it's. We're, I'm doing great. It's a little warm here in Texas, but you know it's June, so <laughs> we're used to it. <laughs> How are it's things in California? Yeah, really good. We just kind of got over the June gloom, and it's starting to get uh, a little bit warmer here as well. So we're right there with you. Okay. (laughs) So I'm really glad that you have joined us for this program because you know I got to read your book, and it's it's awesome, and it really, you know, um, it 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 really is in line with what I talk about on this program and what I wrote about in my book. So I feel like it's very much Mm. in alignment and, um, and I don't think there's ever too much information on this topic about, you know, following our dreams and, and doing what we are called to do and feeling joy in our lives. So it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I agree with you. Yeah. 
So, you know, why don't we start with a little bit about your background so listeners have an idea about about you and, and what you've been doing, what led you to write this book? Sure. So basically this book's just kind of a culmination of the last 10 years of my life of of going through a lot of changes and almost kind of just paying attention and being in the observer's role the whole time, you know, um, of my own self-growth and self-awareness process. Uh, Ten years ago, I left my family business. We had a golf center up in Salem, Oregon, and I was just feeling like I was kind of burnt out and felt like I was supposed to do something else with my life, although I really had no idea what it was. But I just kind of felt like I had this gift inside of me that needed to come out, although I didn't know how to release it. I wanted to try to figure that out. So I had a chat with my dad, and he was understanding, and uh, I decided to leave. And so I wasn't able to leave as soon as I had hoped. I had to stay an extra year because we decided to sell it, and we went through that process of listing it, et cetera. But that last year turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Because as I was just doing some self-work, I've always kind of tried to be the best version of myself. One day I was feeling out of balance. And so I sat down and and came up with five things that I knew that would help me during this period. And they really did. And my intuition just kind of screamed, expand the list and write a book. And I'd never written a book before, but I just listened to, to that intuitive hunch. And my first book just kind of poured through me in about six weeks. And and wow. I, you know, I, and I had a, you know, you know, and I, and I had a direction and it was just a whole bunch of different ways to stay in life balance. It wasn't, you know, rocket science, but, but I think it's something that we don't really think about. And I've grown to learn that balance is so important and it's been such an important part of my success and my own self-awareness experience. So I don't think mm-hmm. it's any accident that that was the first book that I wrote, you know what I mean? Just because just it really helped me so much just to to get clear and to learn about what threw me out of balance and what kept me in balance and, and just to be able to kind of develop a routine uh, going forward. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say balance, you know, what do you mean? Because I know a lot of people talk about balance and, and not everybody really gets what that actually means in a practical sense. Sure. Well, you know, I mean, there's just, uh, I guess balance for me is just oh, trying to be able to stay on top of, uh, you know, develop a routine, do incorporate things into my life that helps, helps me flow in a more, um, just in a, a more, a smoother way, a smoother, op, you know, operation, uh, Mm-hmm. I, I know, I mean, ba- balance is a bit of a moving target. You know, we, we all go through experiences that kind of throw us out of it from time to time. But you know, I think the more in balance that we can that we can be, the more in tune we're going to be able to hear our intuition come through stronger as well. And for me, that has just been my, my guiding path. So mm-hmm. as far as balance, some of the things that work for me, you know, some of the more basic ones, you make sure that I'm getting enough sleep, make sure that I'm putting good food into my body because that really makes a difference right. as far as how for our energy. Um, movement is really important for me. Um, you know, I used to do the triathlons. Now I just really love to go hike. But movement's always been incredibly important. Um, drinking enough water, that's something mm-hmm. that's kind of sneaky and that we don't think about. But, uh, you know, there's, there's all kinds of things. I mean, making amends, mm-hmm. you know, connecting with other people. There's just so many things that we can do that just 
will help us uh, stay in a better flow. Right. So it's really about self-care and in a very holistic yes. way, mind and body. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really important. I agree. So, so, you know, the title of this book is Habits for Success. Um, you know, what do you, what do you mean by success? Because some people take, would take that to <laughs> yeah. mean like, you know, making millions of dollars. Right. And for me, my, my own <laughs> definition, my definition of success has definitely changed as I've changed as I've you know, grown up and become more self-aware. And, and, uh, I mean, earlier, I think it's typical that most people think, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a fairly good job. Maybe it's a certain amount of money that we're bringing in, et cetera, et cetera, like you had mentioned. But I think success comes in so many different ways. Um, I'm, I find anybody who is willing to work on themselves successful, I mean, it's just going to the gym, that can be termed a success. You know, just working on being the best parent you can be, that's successful. Um, just, you know, mm-hmm. learning, just being creative, doing, doing things to better yourself and other people. Those are all successes. So, you know, I even started, uh, I found a mason jar, and I just started writing down little things that happened to me daily, and I would put it in my success jar just to remind myself that there are so many things that, that make up uh, what I now term a successful person compared to what it used to be. You know what I mean? Like a number one book and blah, 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 blah. Right. You know, and I've already, I've right. learned that that does not. Are you there? I think yeah. I, yeah. I think we're losing. Okay, I lost. I think we lost the connection for a second. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I think that you know, and I'm reading your book. I I got the idea, you know, that it's not about, you know, having the best status job and making the most money and driving the best car that, you know, success is really more about finding joy in your life. However you do that, right. You you know, the the wealthiest, you could have lots of wealth and still be very unhappy. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it could just, for me, you know, and I've, I think, you know, we're all here to learn and grow, but for me, I think that, the most difficult thing that we are here to really figure out in that learning process is to learn how to love and accept ourselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, you know, I've had to work on that just like everybody else. And, and so that's, you know, if you're, if you're willing to, to, to work on that and really just learn how to just accept yourself for who you are and what you have to work with, that's incredibly successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So, so you, you know, you left that job, they left that business, yes. the golf business, and yes. followed your intuition and your calling, and it seems like you really, like, started doing a lot. Um, <laughs> you discovered a lot of passions. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Of course. You know, like I said before, I really had no idea what I was going to do. After my first book came out, I it didn't I didn't know how to sell it. I didn't know how to market it ten years ago and I was I was frankly really scared to speak to people in public. And so I knew that if I wanted to share its message I needed to overcome that fear. So first thing I did was take some community college speech classes and I had Toastmasters 
I hired someone to co-host an internet radio show with me. I, I created an interactive workshop, and I, and I took an acting class, all just because I felt intuitively that those would help me um, develop the confidence and skills to, to do that better. And what I mm-hmm. found was all these other opportunities um, kind of started falling into my lap. You know, I never planned on acting, but I, I took that acting class and one thing led to another and I, I wrote my first short film and it did well at film festivals, which gave me a part in another film, which then brought me out to LA six years ago. So everything that I've done has just been an extension of my own self-growth process. And I, I kind of generally felt like if something was exciting and fearful at the same time, I knew I was on the right track. And, uh-huh. you know, I just, I just started feeling really alive and empowered. And so I just kind of kept following that. And before you know it, I've, I've you know, written more books and get, started getting acting jobs and, and just, uh, you know, really kind of felt like I found All right. Are you still there? Cause I think yes. you're coming yes. in and out with you. Okay. Yeah. I think the cell coverage might be a little quirky. Okay. Sorry about that. That's all right. It, the technology. <laughs> yeah. You, you love it until you don't. <laughs> exactly. It, it works until it doesn't. <laughs> so, you know, you've been doing a lot. And um, and so, uh, you know, balance, certainly when you're doing so many things, seems like it would be, it's really, really important. Um, yeah. And, you know, I love the way that you broke this book down into so many small chapters with steps for people to take on, you know, what what to do to to become successful and follow your passion. Um, can you talk about, you know, what you think might be some of the more, you know, most important steps or what have been the most important steps for you? Of course, you know, there's, I have 48 chapters in there. So the, I, there's a lot of things that I feel like are really important, but for me initially, mm-hmm. it was definitely listening to my intuition and trusting it. Um, you know, it, I don't, you know, whatever inner spirituality is, I mean, whether, you know, it's God, whatever is speaking through us, I really feel like it's kind of a tried and true game plan. And if we trust it and we listen to it, it will kind of guide us to, to what we're meant to do. And so once I really learned how to trust that and, and, and move forward and uh, with that, it, it really, really um, made a big difference. So listening to your intuition stepping out of your comfort zone, which we already kind of talked about, uh, balance, which mm-hmm. we've already talked about. Think boldly saying yes. That's another chapter. That's something that's mm-hmm. um, definitely really worked for me. Um, I think, you know, getting creative, I think is very important. I did not really realize I had a lot of the creative gifts that I do, but once I started tapping into them, it really brought me a lot of fulfillment and joy. So I think, you know, if anybody has any inklings to, to, to get creative, do it. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a great painter or not or a great writer. Just do it. Express yourself. You never, you never know what's going to lead to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Now, you know, with learning creativity. That it's a, oh, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. 
Now, with no, creativity, you have, you have, did you did you find that once you started tapping into creativity, you know, it led to more intuition and and you know helping to guide you in other ways. Does, do you, do you find that creativity sort of opened you up? Definitely, I think they kind of work hand in hand. Uh, you know, creativity in a lot of ways is a form of meditation. I, I believe, mm-hmm. you know, just as maybe going for a walk or a hike or, or looking back at all those long bike rides and runs I went on, those are forms of meditation as well. So anytime that we can get ourselves in that space, our intuition is going to come through stronger. So absolutely, mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I cut you off. You were going to say something oh. else. If you well, I mean, there's so many. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. No, there's so many things. I think. Um, another one that I really feel important that, you know, a lot of people should really, um, be aware of that. Just remember it's okay to fail. You know, Mm -hmm. I think failing does so much for us. I think it, you know, it builds character. It uh, teaches us to be more empathetic. It can make us humble if if we need to be. It, uh, I think it can force us to dig deeper or hone what we're doing. Um, it can teach us new ways of doing things. You know, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know, it's okay. Just, just try it. Go thing that you're feeling like you want to do. Don't, don't, don't worry about not necessarily making it happen. Just give it a try and then just see what comes up. You know, it could lead right. to an opportunity. You never know. Uh, you know, that's such an important point because I think that one of the biggest reasons people don't do what they are, they feel called to do is that they're afraid that they're going to fail. Yeah. And, um, you know, if we look at the most successful people have failed the most. (laughs) You are exactly, you're exactly right. (laughs) You know, because they, they risk, they keep risking. You don't fail if you don't take a risk. Exactly. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I just, I, I always like to remember and to remind people about that, you know, and it's something that's been very important for me as well. And it, it wasn't always easy, but just, it's okay to be you and, and to, you know, use what you have to work with. And uh, nowadays, you know, I'm sure you will attest that social media and marketing doesn't make it easier because we're seeing everybody's best and we're comparing mm-hmm. it with our worst and, and that can really, um, you know, mess, mess some folks up and, and, and you make them, you know, I don't know. So just, it, just be yourself, love yourself, learn how to do that. And, and it's just so much weight has been uh, released from my shoulders. The more that I've become, to, you know, just to accept myself and love myself. And, and it just, I don't know, so much less wasted time, you know, from chasing all those things to try to fill those voids that, that you know, didn't bring happiness, um, mm-hmm. looking outside of myself. So that's well, you know, I, I like to remind people. You, it, it's interesting that you brought that up because, you know, um, I, it's natural, I think, when you see um, people who have, you know, been successful and they post on on social media and they advertise <laughs> and of course i mean they've pulled it together to make it look really good because that's what advertising is all about but and then you you know you say well what am <laughs> i doing because look at that but 
then when I've, yeah. I've actually had an opportunity to speak with people, you know, here on this program and even privately that I've had an opportunity to speak to some of these people who look absolutely wonderful on Facebook and social media and they're advertising and they look <laughs> like they just always had it together. And they've told me, no, I haven't always had it together. You know, it's, I, I went through rough times and I it took a long time to get to that point where I could could say these things about myself. So yeah, I can I can, I can relate. <laughs> you know, when we talk about an overnight success, for example, it's an overnight success that took you know twenty years. Ten years, <laughs> yeah, twenty years, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well. For sure. And I know for myself, you know, I always kind of had an inkling of what I was supposed to do. My mom reminded me after I kind of started this new journey when I was three, I told her that I was put here to inspire people. And so I think Mm. subconsciously I've always kind of known maybe what I was supposed to do. So early on, after my first book or two, I started, it it messed me up a little bit because I started thinking, is this a thing that's going to spring me? You know what I mean? And and I wasn't ready Mm -hmm. to, to, to do it. And so it, it caused me some of my own, um, you know, just it, I, I set myself up just to, to be knocked down instead of just really enjoying the journey and just, you know, being happy and patting myself up on the back, you know, along, you know, every step of the way. But I, I actually kind of missed some of the enjoyment of that because I was thinking too far ahead. And so, um, you know, it's cliche, but it really, really, truly is about the journey. There is no finish line, and, and all we have it really is the present moment. And if the more, you know, the further along I get, I just try to just be happy and present with the, the moment, whether it's I'm connecting mm-hmm. with somebody or, or, you know, just doing some work. I mean, just really being in that moment, and, and it's, it's helped me out so much. Yeah, I think that's really important because, um, you know, once you reach your goal, there's always going to be another goal. So, yep. <laughs> you know, and, and we don't really know if we're ever going to reach our goal, but the whole point of following our passion is to have joy by following it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Not yes. And, and, expre- and the expression. It. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, if there are listeners who are thinking, wow, you know, I have so many ideas, um, or maybe even I don't even know what I want to do, but I know that I'm supposed to be doing something else in my life. I I just don't Mm. know where to start. Um, Do you have any suggestions about where they might start, how they can get started? Sure. I think it's always you can never go on working on yourself. Mm-hmm. Start with that, you know, uh, pick up a book that, you, you know, you might, you've heard someone talk about or just, you know, just give it a try just to start to become more self-aware and you'll be surprised at what, what that will lead to because the more self-aware you become, the more in tune with your intuition you will be. And then you'll, you know, you'll start to get ideas and you'll start to head in those directions and, and you just never know what it's going to lead to. So, Work on yourself, and, and if there is something that, that's been gnawing at you that you've wanted to try or that you're curious about, step into it and see what happens. 
you know, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to, to do it, but just give it a try, you know, whether it's a class um, or, or what have you, but just mm-hmm. step into it and just, and then see what it leads to, you know, that's, right. uh, and you know, there's one other thing, I'd, another chapter that I really want that I think is very important is I anymore just happily expect the unexpected. I just trust synchronicity and the right connections will come along because I'm, prepared and I'm, I'm, you know, feel like I'm in alignment with what I'm supposed to do. So just remember that there are no rules. You don't have to do it like everybody else. Just, just work on yourself, love yourself and see what pops up. Right. Right. You never know what fork in the road you're going to come to and <laughs> with a sign saying, go this way. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I can pretty much everything that's happened to me has just been one thing leading to another. You know, it's uh, a lot of things have fallen into my lap that a lot of people would call lucky, but I I did the work to be ready for them. But I also Mm -hmm. said yes when they were presented to me. So I still had to do it. But yet, um, you know, yes. And I trusted that I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, if you, if you have an open mind like that, did, you know, did you find that, do you find that it's exciting whenever a new idea comes along or a new opportunity or a new sign that you, that you're, that you're noticing this synchronicity? Do you find that that brings you excitement? I find it brings me excitement. (laughs) Oh, Absolutely. No, it, absolutely. It's, um, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's excitement. It's a little bit of, I wouldn't call it fear. It's just excitement because, you know, sometimes I'll have to then step up and I'll have to really, you know, get ready to go do something that I haven't done before. So, which is a whole nother level of excitement. Uh, you right. know, just putting yourself, putting yourself on the hot seat there for a little bit, but the more that you do it, the easier that it gets, and you learn to trust yourself more and more, and, and you know that if, even if it doesn't work the way you hope it does, you, you're still surviving. You still make it, and you learn from it, and you become a better person from it. So, you know, not everything right. I've done is, has been, you know, turned to gold, <laughs> it's, but uh-huh. it's, it's, I, think, I think everything's been a necessary part of my own growth process. Right, right. Yeah, I find that that's ready for another something else. Yeah, I find that that to me is part of the joy in the journey. Is that I just get really excited about synchronicity when I meet somebody who just like Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. on the same path and says, "Hey, you know, here's this opportunity." To me, that's as, as exciting to me as achieving the you know following it and achieving success at it. But just that connection to me it's like oh this is just exciting (laughs) (laughs) i i totally agree i totally agree it's like alice in wonderland like (laughs) what am i going to come what am i going to meet who am i going to meet next what am i going to find next (laughs) yeah yes i mean we we really are just a phone call away from you know having our lives changed in a lot of different ways oh you know uh in social social media has really you know, it, there's pros and cons, obviously, to it. But, but you know, Facebook has been good for me. You know, I made a lot of amazing contacts, and and uh, you know, which have helped me become a better person and grow and learn, and, and which has also helped me 
um, share some of the stuff that I'm doing. And, and, you know, Mm -hmm. one thing leads to another, leads to another. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I love, I love synchronicity. I, I love connecting with others and, uh, Seeing, seeing my visual, you know, seeing what I kind of have always dreamt about having come, come to fruition. Mhm, mhm. So now I understand you also do coaching. Do you, are you still doing coaching to help other people follow their dreams? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it's right now on top of all the other stuff that I'm doing, and I really find it. Uh, I, I really enjoy doing it and find it very valuable and. Uh, and, and it's really cool because, I mean, I really – I'm someone who has – I've really done the work on myself, and so it's fun to be able to to help others, you know, kind of uh, wake up a little bit and just become more self-aware and become more, um, you know, just, just get them moving on the path that they want to head on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. can people – do you coach people online or on the phone if they're not, if they're not local to you? Yes. Phone, it's it primarily phone. Yeah, I've had a few clients here in mm-hmm. town, but yeah, phone or Skype. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, um, and you've written a bunch of children's books as well. I saw on your website. Yep, I've read uh, written three self helps and two kids. Wow. Okay, yeah. so you're busy. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it's, and I've got so many more ideas. It's just like, uh, you know, what where what to do. But um, I I'm you know, I feel very blessed, and I'm I'm just uh, I finally I got someone to help me a little bit on on behind the scenes, and that's really made things a lot easier. And so mm-hmm. I really look forward to just uh, getting stuff, continuing to get stuff out there in, in a in a bigger way. Yeah. So. You know, if um, if there are listeners who want to check out your coaching, to purchase this book or any of your other books, including the children's books, um, I know that you did a TEDx. Um, maybe they want to watch your TEDx. How can they do all of that? Uh, they can go to my website, which is gbrianbenson.com gbrianbenson.com or they can learn more about the new book at habitsforsuccessbook.com Okay, so that's a separate website. Yeah, yeah, that'll take you to that'll take you to Amazon. You can also get to that on my on my website as well. Okay. Okay. So I'll be yeah. posting both of those on my um website post about this show later this evening so if people miss that they can find it there yeah so very exciting and it's always great to speak to somebody who's following their passion and and not just following your own passion with your creativity but helping other people follow in you know learn from you the steps that you took to get to where you where you are so i really i I mean as i know you know you you feel the same way i just i feel really blessed to be able to you know just share in all kinds of different ways and to give back and and it really makes the journey even more fulfilling Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely yeah well 
Well, best of luck to you, and I'd love to have you back on sometime in the future to talk about some of the other things that you're doing along the path. Sounds like you're just continuing to create. So um, let Thank me you. know. Let me know what you know what what you do next, and and we'll set up a time for you to be back on the program. No, thank you. Anytime, I would love to do it. No, you you definitely love what you're doing as well. Okay, great. Hmm. Well, thank you so much, and um, and I wish you the best of luck, and and have a good afternoon. It's only afternoon over there, so have a good afternoon. Uh, Thank you, thank you, Mary. You too. Have a good fourth. All right. Have a good fourth. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We have more to come, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpell.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And just some news. Um, if you missed it um, last week, I, I mentioned that I gave a talk on South Padre Island to a group of um, professionals working with the elderly about preventing burnout. And so what I'd like to do is talk a little bit about that as my little segment here, my topic about following your passion to prevent burnout as a caregiver. Um, so, and that went really well. We had, oh, there must have been about 60 or 70 people there. And it was a great event. Um put on by Sunshine Haven in, um, from Brownsville, which is a, uh, a home for people who are on hospice. And um, it's a great place. They allow people to live there and be taken care of by hospice, and they stay there for free. So it's a, it's a great place to keep in mind if you're down in South Texas in the Brownsville area. Um, but they put on this program for professionals all around the Rio Grande Valley who work in elder care, and it was mainly about stress management. So that's my talk was on following your passion to prevent burnout. Um, the other, let's see, other news coming up. I am going to be interviewed on July 11th by Texas authors. 
and they have a radio show or podcast, and I will be posting on Facebook when I have the link so that you can listen to it. And um, I don't know if they if it will be broadcast live or not, um, but I will post the link. So if it is, then you can hear it live. But you'll definitely be able to hear it on podcast. So that will be a July on July 11th on at 7 p.m. Central Time. And um, let's see. Oh, I posted a blog on Thrive Global last week. And you can find that on my website, drmaricarpel.com, or just go to thriveglobal.com and put a search in for my name, and you can see my latest blog. So I think that's it for the news for now. So let me me talk a little bit about this, um, you know, similar to what I presented to the, the caregivers. So, you know, this really applies for um, if you are a caregiver for someone in your family um, or, you know, or you are a professional caregiver or somebody working in elder care. I think a lot of the people that were there were social workers. But I think, it, you know, really applies to everybody who is devoting their time and their life to taking care of other people or another person. Um, We tend to, when we are a caregiver, um, you know, people who do this for a living do it because they're really passionate about it. So it's not just a job. They just don't put in their eight hours during the day and then come home and forget about it. They really put in a lot of their emotional energy and it stays with them. It, it's a, it, it's something that they carry with them when they come home and they think about it. And certainly if you're a family caregiver, there's obviously going to be a lot of emotional investment in caring for your loved one. And, you know, and, and this is a, a, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to have this kind of passion and, um, you know, and I always talk about doing what you're called to do. And certainly if you're a professional caregiver and you're working in the field of, let's say, hospice or palliative care, people who work in that field generally are people who have been called to do it, that, that really feel a passion for it. So I I really believe that Following your passion is extremely important, but as Brian was just talking about, we need to have balance. So if you are following your passion that takes a lot of emotional energy, then it's really important to have some balance to that by finding something outside of that that you're passionate about, Um, something to balance it, and also all of the self-care steps similar to what Brian was talking about and what I've written about in my book, taking care of your health um, in terms of what you eat and do and exercising and, and, um, and what you ingest in terms of, uh, you know, 
information, people that you're around, that sort of thing. It's all really important to take care of yourself. But it's also important to have another outlet, like a creative outlet, or doing something else that you feel passionate about outside of caregiving. And I know that there are, you know, family caregivers of somebody, if your loved one is living with you 24-7, they find it very difficult to find time to do something that they're passionate about, but I, it is really possible to do it. You may not be able, you know, when in this situation, I'm not talking about following a career. Um, if you've been called to do something and you still feel passionate about it, if this is your livelihood, if you're a professional caregiver and you still feel passionate about it, then I'm certainly not telling you to leave it. Um, but if you're not feeling passionate about it anymore, then then uh, it then it may be something to consider going in a different direction rather than sticking to something because you feel like you're supposed to, or you feel obligated, or you would feel guilty leaving it. Um, it's okay to it's okay to switch careers if you're not happy in what you're doing anymore. And you once were, and you're not passionate anymore. But let's let's say that you you know that this is still what you want to be doing, um, or that this is your family member and you're taking care of them. Then following your passion doesn't mean having to find a new career. Following your passion can be um, making time to do something creative, as Brian was talking about. Making time to Focus on taking care of your own health. Um, so, you know, and as I said, people feel like, well, I just don't have time in the day. But the, the, the problem is that if you don't do this, if you don't take care of yourself, then you're going to, A, either become sick and then you're not able to be a caregiver anymore. Um, because you're too sick, and then who will be that caregiver? Who's going to take your place? That's something to ask yourself. Or B, you're going to burn out. And when people burn out, what happens, it's the step before depression. So burnout can lead to actual a clinical depression. But that, that time of burnout is very detrimental, not just to your own happiness and health, but also to the people that you take care of. So when you're burned out, you're no longer able to feel compassion. You have what's called compassion fatigue, that ability to feel compassion and empathy is numb. And, um, you know, and I, in my, uh, in my career working in, um, long-term care facilities with older adults as a professional and also as a caregiver for my parents and having and having spent time in hospitals when my father was ill I have come across professionals who were burned out I could tell that they were burned out because they didn't uh, you know I'm assuming that at some time in their life they had compassion or they wouldn't have chosen 
the career that they're in because it's not a glamorous career. Um, it's not that high paying, um, you know, and I'm guessing, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt that some of them at least had passion when they started. But now they have no, no longer have empathy. Um, they're cold. They're, you know, you may have run across people that like this, medical professionals in your life um, who really don't seem to understand the feelings or care about the feelings of their patients or clients. And that can happen to you if you're a caregiver and you're not taking care of yourself. You become numb. So let's talk about how to prevent that. Um, I think it's really important to make some time every day, and I've, t- I've spoken about this before, and I uh, wrote a, a very short blog about it, to just let go of things that are no longer um, helpful for you in your life. Things that, you know, take a, a good inventory of what you're doing every day and think about, is this something that I really need to continue to do? Is this something that brings fulfillment to my life? Does this benefit me or the people that I'm taking care of? Um, Or am I doing this out of obligation, out of habit, a feeling, you know, that I do, it used to bring joy or it used to be something important to do and I've just kept doing it, and I don't know why. I just thought I was supposed to. Um, So when we can sort of let go of those things, it makes more space in our life. It gives us the time then to um, do some of the other things that are are, um, fulfilling for us, that bring us that energize us, that bring us joy, or even give us time to relax to spend some time going for a walk, sitting in nature, meditating, or doing the kind of self-work that Brian was talking about. So being able to go within and figure out ourselves and what really makes our heart sing. And if we're busy, if we're addicted to busyness, that's like the, the thing. It's a, you know, everybody... Um, talks about how busy they are, and um, it's almost like a status symbol. How are you doing? Oh, I'm so busy. Um, Do you need to be that busy? Busy is not really healthy. Are there things that you can give up so that you can be busy maybe doing things that you love to do or maybe have space to just be and spend some time appreciating what you have. If you're so busy, you don't even have time to appreciate what you have in your life and all the great things that you have. So I would recommend taking, you know, an inventory and looking at what you can give up in your life. And aside from the activities that I've just described, doing things that you feel obligated to do or you're in the habit of doing, some of the things that take up our time are immense amount of time 
on social media. So social media can be a very positive thing. We can reconnect with friends who we might not have seen in years. Um, We can connect with people who are helping us on our passion. We find out new, new paths to take. We have synchronistic um, meetings with people that are, you know, that help us on our journey. But when we just spend time going through social media and looking at everybody's pictures and reading all the negative articles that are posted, and, you know, I've been guilty of this. Um, I think it's a, you know, social media has been set up to be very addictive. So if we can take control of that rather than be an addict, if we can limit our time on social media and even maybe limit the things that we spend time on while we're there, then it will give us back more of our time and it won't sap our energy so much. So so that's another area of um, that same suggestion. What can you give up to make more time in your day? And then are there there things that you feel drawn to do that you really, that you kind of feel like, well, I just feel like painting or drawing or singing. I gave the story um, when I was speaking about how I had had a dream that somebody taught me how to sing on key because I could I can hear on key and I can play a musical instrument on key but I couldn't control my voice I could hear when I sang off key and in my dream somebody taught me to sing on key not to perform but just to have have that ability and it felt like that opened like that broke through a wall And so I ended up in real life taking voice lessons to be able to sing on key, Um, just when I'm singing along with the radio. And it felt really good. So it doesn't have to be a career. I'm not going to start performing. I don't think anybody wants to hear me sing. But having that, following that, to just learn how to sing or learn a musical instrument or draw or paint, um, write, start writing, um, keep a journal and see if you discover that as you're journaling that you really enjoy writing. Writing can be extremely therapeutic and it can open up creative pathways that you never thought of before. You might maybe write a story. Um, I wrote several first chapters (laughs) to mysteries over the years. I never could get the whole mystery writing thing down. It's very complicated having to leave clues. But I really love setting up the scene. And so I just did it. I don't think they'll ever go anywhere, but it felt really good to do that and to have that creative mind and to just get into a a scene um, of a book. So, so is there something creative that you can do um, 
whenever you have some free time. So in those moments that you've opened up by things that you've given up in your life. And then, of course, you know, I've spoken about the bricks in the foundation, um, uh, you know, taking care of yourself, which is really important, especially for everyone, but especially for caregivers, um, being mindful about what you eat. And I've spoken about um, how food affects our mood. And when we're eating a lot of sugar and processed food, it can make us actually feel depressed. And um, eating more plants, eating more fruits and vegetables can actually increase the production of the serotonin and other neurotransmitters that help our mood and help us feel good and help us sleep at night. And as Brian mentioned, drinking more water, very important. Um, Not ingesting the toxins of our critics. Remembering that people who cause hurt, say hurtful things to us, are in pain themselves. So we can forgive them, but not let their um, criticism really seep into our soul and stop us from moving forward or feeling good. And then our biggest critic is ourselves. So um, taming our own inner troll, as I call it not being so hard on ourselves, talking to ourselves um, in a, in the way that we would talk to our friends, make ourselves our own BFF, our own best friend forever. Um, imagine how you would talk to your best friend and talk to yourself that way. Um, and taking time to relax and refresh. So as I mentioned, meditating, focusing your your attention on your breathing um, for a few minutes every day, taking time in nature or doing some gardening. Um, you know, this helps us to connect to our higher self or the universe or God or spirit, however you refer to it, and, and do it in whatever manner feels right for you. And that's when the, not only does it help you to relax and relieve some of the stress caused by caregiving, but it helps to connect to our intuition where we start to get ideas for creative outlets and or a calling, a new calling or some, some other path that we want to take that feels right for us. And then spending time with positive people, people who uplift us, people who inspire us, people who are following their dreams and feeling good and who are not going to criticize us. They're, they're open about some of their own vulnerabilities and the difficulties they've run across. And that can help us to, um, to see that it's okay to fail, as we were just talking about earlier. And and being around positive people models for us how to be positive. And when people are positive, they don't criticize. They're, they're much kinder to you, which also models how you want to be treated and treating yourself that way. Um, 
really make it a point to spend some time every day doing something that nourishes your soul, whatever it is, whether it's reading a book, walk, you know, doing some of the things that I already mentioned, getting out in nature, um, doing something creative, or moving our bodies, which is the next important part of this is our bodies are meant to be moved. So we feel the best when we do something to move and whatever that is, whether it's going to the gym, getting a personal trainer to help you um, in lifting weights and finding the right exercises for you, dancing, walking, doing some yoga, swimming, just pick things that you like so that you know that you'll stick to them and maybe vary it throughout the week. Um, Exercise benefits both our health and our mood. So when you exercise, um, if you were feeling kind of crummy before, when you exercise very often, it helps you to feel more energized. By the time you're done, you feel much happier. Um, It releases endorphins, which is a natural mood elevator and pain reliever, and um, it helps the circulation, and it helps to relieve stress. It helps you to be able to get some of the the anxiety or anger or, or just feeling like there's just so much to do. It helps to relieve it. Um, and forgive yourself. This is really important to forgive yourself for mistakes that you make and forgive others. As I mentioned, people... When they hurt you, it's because they themselves are in pain. So forgiveness is for you. It doesn't mean that you stick around if you know that somebody's going to keep hurting you, but you can forgive them and move on and not spend time with them. Just, you know, don't keep thinking about it and berating yourself for or them in your mind because then you are continuing to, um, you know, they may be gone from your life, but you're continuing to hurt yourself by, by letting yourself hold on to that anger and pain. And, you know, as I've spoken about the four pillars of passion and having a passionate life are really important for us to, to even um, if we're already doing something that we're passionate about that, that, cause, that is very stressful, like caregiving. Um, so these four pillars can help you in relieving some of that stress and preventing burnout. So the first pillar is having gratitude. So when you have that extra space, you've given something up, during the day so that you can spend time quietly. You can spend some of that time think, lit, writing down because writing is really powerful, Just not just thinking about it, but actually writing it down because when you write it down, it sort of imprints it in your brain. Um, writing down three to five things that you feel grateful for because when you have gratitude, for what you already have in your life, then you come from a place of knowing that you are already enough and you already have enough. 
so that any steps forward toward following your passion is coming from a place of inspiration and, and joyfulness and not from a feeling of desperation. So gratitude helps to increase more of what you love, of what you feel grateful for. So make that a regular practice. And and it actually has to be a practice because um, the research shows that most people have a hard time, you know, always feeling grateful, that you actually have to establish a practice. So don't feel bad if that's you because that's really common. So just make it a practice every day. Write it down. Um, The second one is having compassion. So Having compassion for other people and having compassion for yourself is really important for living a passionate life. Being able to understand other people's pain and their journey helps you to be a much deeper feeling person. And so, you know, when we have more of that, when we have more of the deep feelings, we're able to also feel deep joy as well. And stemming from that compassion is the third pillar, which is generosity. So when we, when we give to other people, when we're generous of spirit um, and, and even generous of other things like money and time, volunteering, donating, um, just being kind to other people, all of those things. Um, that we do that are that our generosity actually increase our feeling of joy. So um, when we are generous to another person, it increases our um, serotonin levels. It increases the endorphins. So again, it ha- we have a boost of our mood, um, decreased pain, better sleep. And we have an increase of immunoglobin A, which is um, which boosts our immune system to fight off disease. So it's really a very powerful, magical thing to do is to be generous. What gets in the way is if we have an expectation for our generosity. If we expect somebody to respond with a thank you or to do something in return for us, or to use our gift in the way that we intend it. Any of those things takes away our benefits, because then if it doesn't work out the way that we had intended it, and if somebody doesn't say thank you, if they don't do something in return, if they don't use the gift in the way that we intended it, then we feel angry we feel resentful, we feel bad. And so all of that benefit has just gone out the window. So when we are generous, we need to do it without expectation. Just do it and that's it. We feel good because we did our part and what the other person does is up to them. We're all individual beings with our own choice. So generosity without expectation, very, very powerful towards increasing passion in our life. And then the fourth one is, of course, allowing ourselves to dream. We can't have passion without allowing ourselves to dream and actually taking steps towards following those dreams. We have an intuitive feeling that this 
will be something that will be good for my life, then then we have to do it. So if you have this feeling like, wow, you know, I just think that I should paint or I had a dream about painting, well, then take a class in painting or just buy some paints and a paintbrush and just start painting or start drawing or start singing. Whatever it is that you feel drawn to do, start writing, maybe um, make it your passion to uh, be generous to other people. Make it your passion to follow a healthy lifestyle, a healthier eating and um, exercising and encouraging other people to do the same. Whatever it is, it's never too old to dream and to follow our dreams. We can, you know, dream at 95 and follow our dreams. So all of these things put together, um, really powerful for everyone, but it they also have that extra bonus of helping us to prevent burnout when we're in a caregiver situation, whether it's professionally or whether you are a family caregiver. So make make time for yourself so that you can continue to be there for other people. All right. Okay. So I think I covered that topic. And um So now Art Mendoza, who is producer of this program, is going to join us on this side of the microphone to talk about a new segment that we are adding to the show. Art, are you there? I'm here. Okay. So what's this new segment? You have me on pins and needles. Oh, bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> you know you know what this and, segment's about. We've talked about it for the last three or four months. All right. Uh, so let's just tell our listeners what it is. Okay. Uh, seeing that entertainment comes in many forms. It can be a, uh, an artist, can be a sculptor, can be a singer, can be an actor, and also can be a chef. And uh, I was talking to Dr. Carpell, that maybe it's uh, time to add a new segment and alternate it with the artist because chefs are also artists. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to start interviewing restaurants and the owners and the chefs of those restaurants because um, seeing that we travel and we go places and all that, we have to eat out. And there are just some places that are just beyond good beyond uh, excellent and one that we're going to start mm-hmm. with our first restaurant will be F&B which is located on South Padre Island and uh, I've had the occasion to eat there twice and uh, Dr. Carpello ate there once I think with me mm-hmm. and uh, right. it was just absolutely phenomenal everything from the service to the ambiance, and to the food. And um, so that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be switching over from artists to restaurants, to artists to restaurants, and uh, let people know these places and uh, where they can go. I think that means that we need to travel and eat out more. (laughs) As long as you work out, it's okay. (laughs) Right. But we uh, need to check that's out what we're going to be. That's what we're. 
Yeah, that's, there's so many places, especially Austin right now is trying to compete with all the major metropolitans of the United States. And um, seeing that they're doing that, there's so many good places to eat in Austin. And um, so we we have our hands full. We'll, we'll be busy and we'll be having fun. And I'm sure that uh, a lot of the pictures that we take will be on uh, your website so people can see some of the uh, mm-hmm. dishes mm-hmm. that are served. So anyway, let me let you go, and uh, let's go ahead and get out of here. And don't forget about Vance. Mm -hmm. uh, Okay. That'll be it. Talk to you later. All right. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So before we get off the air, I'm going to let everybody know what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, Next week, July 7th, we'll be off for the July 4th weekend, and we'll be playing an encore of the great program we did with Quentin Benny. Um, That was a really good program, and so you can tune in next Sunday, or you can just go to my website and listen there. And then the following Sunday, July 14th, we'll be back live with another packed and awesome program. And we will have Air Force veteran, speaker, author, and host of the blog talk radio show, Life Transformation Radio, Sean Douglas, who interviewed me on his show in May. And he'll be joining us to discuss resilience and living an epic life. So that would be a really interesting um, interview. And then also on that same show, Woodson Martin of Team Brownsville. Team Brownsville has been on several times. And Woodson Martin, this is his first time, and he'll be joining us to talk about the children at the border and what we can do to be part of the humanitarian effort to help them. So he's very involved in helping the children at the border. So he'll let us know what we can do. And also an old friend of Art's and a band member from the band Full Moon, which was one of Art's old bands, Danny Christensen will be on the program to talk about his history in music and his tribute band, The Fab Five. And more. We always have more. I'll talk about some topic. So you can tune in for that. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show, um, listen to previous programs, read my blogs, read my latest blog in Thrive Global, go to my website, drmarakarpel.com, and all the information from this show will be posted later tonight. And also, be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, for all the future shows as they come up and um, blogs as, as they get posted and other events and pictures. And you can listen to this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now. Now it's five minutes from now by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years. This evening's program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist Dr. Ronald DeVere and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guest, G. Brian Benson. And of course, thank you to Art. Thank you all for listening. And I want to let you know that we're dedicating this program to Vance Holmes. And as we go out this evening, Art's song, Micah and Nathan, will be playing for Vance. 
Have a peaceful night, an inspiring couple of weeks, a safe and happy July 4th. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Brothers of the sun, to children of the moon at night, one sees the stars, one hears the bird in flight. Like the beauties in the sea, they live their lives in harmony. One sees the way. And one hears the song it brings. And Micah's out to play. And Nathan's here to stay a while. And don't go so far away. He's right behind. Watch him, here he comes. Children of the moon at night One sees the stars And one hears the bird in flight Like the beauties in the sea They live their lives in harmony One sees the waves And one hears the song it brings Micah's out to play, and Nathan's here to stay a while, and don't go so far away, he's right behind, watch him, here he comes, 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 watch him, here he comes.
Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. 